Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. Guys, we are nearing the end of this massive horror odyssey that we've been on. Uh, this is our second to last movie in the month of October. Uh, we have made it all the way through the far reaches of uh, Dream, Camp Counselors, and Space now with Jason X. Today, uh, we are rebooting one more time, remaking. This is uh, the Jason Friday the 13th remake. Uh, my friend and returning host and champion, joined today by... Sam. Pretty good. I gotta say, of all your Didn't intros, matter. that's probably... Yeah. <laughs> and I was really losing my train there for a minute. You really saved <laughs> So, Sam, uh, you are our remake guy for this month, apparently. <laughs> yep, I like so, the new ones. Yeah, you, you're more of a new one. You've told me that you're done with old movies forever now, which I just think is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Well, every movie's an old movie as soon as it's released, technically. Oh, my God. You're so hip that you can't even control yourself. All right, uh, Sam. Hmm. You like this movie better or worse than the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Oh, I thought this movie was infinitely, well, probably not infinitely, but very much better than, than the I Iron agree. I yeah. actually think this one is a lot, a lot better, multiple times better. Yeah. Um, I think what this one does best is it pays perfect homage to Jason and still finds some new room to run, which I really dig. Again, mm -hmm. we talked uh, and on it tries the Nightmare to be funny, Remake. Which I yeah, like. it does. Yeah. And this is the thing is what I like, too, is that they use the the characters and the counselors that are going to be killed or not they're not counselors they're just rich kids yeah and some not rich kids but some criminals yeah. they use them for their <laughs> comedic beats right so scenes with them instead of trying to give us a sob story or whatever they're like let's just make these guys really fun to hang out with but also wildly unlikable so we don't care that much when they get murdered mm -hmm. and i feel like this movie kind of found a perfect friday the 13th balance jason is ferocious and hardcore in this movie uh they delve a little more into kind of the family trauma of this this is the weird thing is it has a cool start. essentially yeah. is a direct sequel more than a to remake, the first movie right? yeah it's like yeah, a sequel. This, this is a sequel to the first because we do start off and we see again the uh the death of mrs Voorhees. Mm -hmm. yeah, but this is the weird thing they don't address in the movie is that she is killing the counselors years after jason's death but in the vision in this movie, Jason comes back as a boy and sees his mom dead. So it lets you even believe that and perhaps. And keeps her head. He collects yeah. her head. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, cool. they did that in the original uh, Friday, too, is that he had oh, like really? a shrine to his dead mother's body, which is like just repulsive. Yeah, and it's actually one of those things throughout a lot of the Friday movies. Is you're like, Jason really is into the like performance art pieces with the corpses. He plays with the bodies a lot after he kills them. Uh, but yeah, so this one I think is a fun wrinkle because I don't know what you took that as, but to me, I was wondering if they were playing Mrs. Voorhees as potentially just having a mental breakdown that Jason never actually died and she just has this breakdown and invents a story. So Jason's oh. watching his mentally ill mother be taken down, right? Instead of him being a zombie back from the water to watch. Uh-huh. Well, How did you take this, or did you just assume it was the same old same? Old? I yeah, I honestly didn't think about that um, in that way. Yeah, take me back to the first one. So in the first, 
movie they had drowned did they drown jason on purpose or were they just playing with him and he accidentally died no supposedly oh god let me actually think because i think supposedly it was a negligence right that they weren't watching because they were banging each other right yeah you know they're typical camp counselors and he is a disabled child who required a little more supervision they didn't watch him this it wasn't like an actual murder right murder Mm -hmm. by negligence the mom goes nuts and will have her revenge as the camp is reopening right um but this one i think is cool because one of the most iconic moments in this franchise is the the famous right when it's Mm -hmm. a kill mommy right that's what they when they when they originally recorded that sound it was mrs Voorhees hearing voices in her head say kill mommy kill mommy yeah so it's like that's kill and then mommy right like kill mom he wants his mother to go kill and take revenge right it's oh it's like it's like an order it's like kill mom yeah it's like her mantra right it's like kill mommy kill mommy avenge me and it became one of the most iconic sound effects in all of cinema i just always thought it was him breathing man that's not yeah see you thought but it wasn't man it was psychosis bro because it started with uh, his mom in part one um, what I think is cool, though, is this movie almost plays it as what if this is just a lineage of mental uh, mental problems in this family, right? What if she's hearing voices and lashes out, not realizing that her child is alive and watching her kill these people through the woods? And then the, the son obviously has some kind of maybe a little bit of hearing voices. Now he's the one hearing, you know, uh, the whatever. So yeah. I thought that was a cool little. I don't know that that was intentional, but when I watched it, I thought that was pretty rad. Yeah, damn, that is interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, and this movie also does something that I know you said you didn't love or you were surprised by in the Nightmare remake. This is essentially two movies. Yeah, right. Because this is a. I think I looked it up. It's no, like minute twenty three. The movie just completely restarts. <laughs> well, I mean that's like a, that's a, like a lot of horror movies, though, isn't it? Weren't you saying that last time? The most famous example to me of this is from Dusk Till Dawn. We are essentially watching two murderers on like a killing spree, right? Yeah, it's almost like a robbery thriller, but they're murderers. Mm -hmm. And then about 25, 30 minutes in, they're like, stripper vampires! (laughs) And the whole fucking movie shifts on its axis, and it's a completely new movie. Yeah, This one is not as dramatic as that, but... What did you think about having two multiple groups of kids? Is it weak that they weren't able to carry the story through with our main group? Or does it even matter in a Friday movie? Do you just need fun people to kill? I mean, I don't really understand why they did that. They could have just started the movie off with the girl being missing. But, I mean, all the cool death scenes were in the in the first 20 minutes. which is The what first I... 20 minutes go so hard on death scenes. Yeah. And, and I, I like because like, it's what, also... What are you going to do uh, now, you know? <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, it's also a, like, burlap sackhead, Jason. Yeah. And there's something about the way he starts this movie. It's He's running and attacking yeah. so viciously. It's not kind of the plotting supernatural zombie. It does just feel like a, like big, a big, huge guy actually going apeshit. Like a giant fucking Hills Have Eyes guy chasing you. It's yeah, well, I mean, scary, he's man. actually the nightmare scenario, right? Because yeah. that's what I... Every time people ask me camping, I'm like, I'm not an outdoorsman, right? Like, I have to have a toilet and electricity and air conditioning no matter where I am. Like, I can walk in the woods all day, but then when it's dark, you know, that's time for the nature to have the woods. I'm ready to be back, you know what <laughs> I, I mean? Dude, I'm, I'm, I used to kind of think I was into camping and shit, but nope. Not the day or the night. Don't go in there, dude. 
Yeah, and also I feel like camping now is becoming the last respite for these people that are like, I want to do things that are, aren't seen by the eyes of the world, right? Like, what better activity to do than camping? <laughs> Dude, also, like, is there, a, is there a 24-hour fitness out there in those woods or what? What are you talking about? What? what the fuck? Where's Jason lifting at, dude? Oh, dude, Jason's lifting corpses. He's, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it, this is something we never addressed. Like, in what movie. do you think Jason does when he's not killing people? <laughs> like, well, I'll I tell just... you what he fucking does. He practices archery like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, he's see get that food. shot? Dude, well, he shot okay. a guy in the neck from the shore on a speedboat. No, that was awesome. Yeah. And then and he just they show there. us later, they do show us the camp has an archery range. Yeah, no, no, that that's the thing where I I never put it together, but I think you're actually right about that, dude. Like I think he's just a regular, not a regular human. Obviously, he's got some mental disorder. But well, this movie plays he him needs more human than like zombie. Yeah, he needs electricity. He's not just like sitting in a dark room waiting. He's doing stuff every day. He's building his lair. He's building all these secret passageways. He's like right. a he's a, he's just a crazy murderer. That's yeah, he's buff. like he's like a wood survivalist essentially, right? Except for yeah, we, except we for at the tunnels. end, it's kind of weird, but yeah. So we've got tunnels, booby traps, bells. He's really into creepy ass art. Like we see his wall of camp counselor whistles, which are his murder trophies. Yeah, you know he makes the shrine to mommy's head. He's a a very active guy. It feels like right between murders, and this is something they never explained in the movie. I was gonna say, is Jason the weed farmer? I think he might. You think that's the how he gets money? The only person who defends the weed is Jason, right? If you and me were weed farmers, and we're like, we're going to bury this weed in a hidden location in the middle of a field, don't you think we would have some kind of security built in? Like, hey, we got to watch our weed. Uh, Well, yeah, I think most people do probably. Right, but no one is in this movie. Multiple people come what to it- steal this weed. Even the, the like, uh, Cletus guy, right? The little farm guy that gets yeah who apparently was like jason stole the weed too how did he never know this guy lived out here in the woods well they make it seem like the whole town might know even that cletus guy yeah but my i mean this is that's another subject i'd like to get to this is i think jason i like human jason a little more than rampaging zombie jason well he's waiting i'm with you i think this movie's fun to imagine what kind of fitness regime is he doing? What is this? Like, what if Jason's running around and in his mind he's his own camp counselor trying to earn merit badges? You know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine Jason. Dude, that is kind of funny. Life. He's like tying ropes and knots, and although he, he, I guess he is a good swimmer. Is he though, or did I mean this movie doesn't show him swim at all? What well, is? Does the scene at the very end, not to cut all the way to the end, but is that reality or is that just like an extra? That I would say, because it that to me plays as a nod to the original. And in the original, the girl who escapes, she wakes up on the boat in the serene lake. Jason jumps out, baby Jay. This is the first time we'd ever seen him, right? The, yeah, like, yeah. Mossy the corpse kid. kid pulls her in. She wakes up, and that's a dream. So to me, I take the end of this movie to be one hundred percent dream. Okay. To me, but I is mean, it- again, in this movie, it doesn't matter. I think they assumed they were just going to keep making more of these which i really don't know why they did because this one was so fun well they i don't know yeah maybe the budget was too high for how much it made i don't know i, I mean didn't it had lo- to I didn't be look something stuff strange because yeah i mean i everyone i talked to this is it's this and texas chainsaw are the two remakes that everyone really likes texas chainsaw really was popular. wasn't there there was a second one for that one though 
Yeah, well, that one's actually kept going, right? Because they had at least two and they had of a prequel. those. Well, and then now the prequel. they have Leatherface, which just came out a year or so ago. So, yeah, the Leatherface is still running, and the rest of these guys have kind of fizzled out, which I find funny. Because he's, think... he's the only human. <laughs> right, but that's what I mean, right? This movie, I think, finds a really good balance between classic what we want, which is Jason murdering, promiscuous, kind of shitty and annoying teenagers, right? Yeah, see, that's which what I want to talk really to you. good, but I like the new human element of him, right? I like that he has to actually work in the real world to set traps and figure out where people are i like that um you know the idea of him capturing a girl because it reminds him of his mother i found that really interesting what do you think their interactions look like because we only see it once where he comes in and he thinks she's escaping and he's like right in her face trying to get her to stay but she can calm him down right she's like jason it's okay it's okay and he disappears right what has that looked like for the last year that's a really fun place well, to let your well, not was, fun for the cap D, but that is true. Good it Lord. was like well, and one thing I noticed, like all the little details, was he had little plates of food and crackers and stuff by her bed. So I was like, ah, oh, so yeah. he's like feeding her. So he's like somewhat coherent of a guy. He's he's somewhat a function. He's functioning in the human world, right? Mm-hmm. Like the I mean, especially like the Ted ones Nugent. right before people will listen to this one, right? Jason X, he's a space terminator, right? Yeah. Uh. You Which know, is my favorite, by the way. That's my favorite of the Jason. Oh, that movie. one's so fun. Yeah, Jason <laughs> goes to hell. He's kind of an idea, like a demon spirit that goes body to body. Yeah. Manhattan, he's a nautical ghost. You know, yeah, he can New definitely Blood, swim he's in just that a one. zombie. So it's like, at this point in the remake, to bring back some of the human to Jason Voorhees, I think really adds a lot to this movie. I, I, dug, the, I dug it a lot. And also, again, him being human, it adds some of this kind of gangly ferocity to the performance i think right he's not walking so upright and you know kind of that kane hotter like i'm just the baddest motherfucker that ever lived yeah he's very frantic and and chaotic well because he can be wounded in this one he can actually be hurt if they know what they're doing Um, yeah all right so we start off uh with a group of kids that are out to supposedly steal a bunch of weed they're gonna sell but really it looks like they're there to fuck for sure now one guy's there to get weed yeah, right. This opening gambit, and I do think it's strange because the opening gambit is almost this movie kind of is paying homage to part two and part one. And the opening feels very much part two, right? The guy in the mask running around. I don't know why they did the two movies. And they are loosely linked because the girl that he captures that looks like his mom is with the first group. Yeah. Um, what were the best moments in this to you? I thought this was a really good mix of comedy and murder. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which kill really got you? The one where he hung the girl in the sleeping bag above the fire. Oh, man. You know what really got me, though, is the bear trap. Well, they're, they're both kind of in the same scene. Oh, yeah, that bear trap. I think though, that, like, that combined that together, the bear trap me. with... With the girl screaming and him him not being able to do anything about it is pretty terrifying. Yeah, but, I, it's so funny too because we spend a lot of time walking with these guys and they're super annoying kind of frat like characters. Well, see that that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. You're saying that that's something people like in movies that uh, what you need to like in in popular horror movies the characters are oftentimes shitty. Right, so well, that this is, this is, that is kind so that of a running deaths? theme that people used to think in 80s slashers, right? Is that they would actually say it's a, the most Christian of mediums. 
Because anytime you do something that's immoral and sinful, you die, right? If you drink, mm-hmm. if you do drugs, if you're having premarital sex, uh, then you're on the slaughter bo- block. All the last girls, as they say, were kind of the pure, chaste, virginal, smart girls, right? Yeah. Um, and it's something like even when I used to be a writer for A Thousand Ways to Die, we had a mandate where you had to give the character some kind of terrible flaw. But why is that? Well, the producer's theory is you don't want to see a mom who's just doing her best, gets off work, gets the groceries, takes her kid to soccer practice, right? Is smiling, watching her beautiful child, and then gets fucking ran over by a semi-truck. Because <laughs> it makes you feel bad. You're like, ah, look at this woman. She's doing everything right, and she gets fucked up. Okay, so this uh, is... It's kind of like my... you just did Ready or Not with me, right? Yeah. That that movie does this in a the same way, which it feels like this is the kind of other thing, right? You have to be really bad or so rich that we hate you and are jealous of you right and this movie does that trick as well <laughs> but why but my question is why like my counterpoint would be when to jump ahead again when the girl that is the friendly one in the group gets stabbed her death is right. so much more impactful because we right. like her right but my counter to your counter would be is her death impactful because you assume she should live that they're inverting a classic trope yeah, well, because we actually like her as a... Whereas if the other people die, it's like, oh, it sucks they die. But I just feel like in horror movies, that's something they get wrong. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I just feel like really? death is so much more important when the characters are important. Well, I think it's a fine mix of... Especially Jason, because we talked about it this month. Freddy kills barely over four people a movie. Jason's killing 12 people a movie. So yeah. the, the ability for them to make 12 really likable characters and give them enough time for us to bond, I That's think true. is hard, right? So what they Friday did a good job does, just the one, I usually think. they find a weird trait for every character, right? Whether it's, oh, he's the overly annoying, I'm going to crush beers in your living room and spill everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just here to get tits all the time. I'm the prankster. You know, I'm Crispin Glover. Whatever it is, right? They find like these weird things that you don't like about them, right? Promiscuous girl who's trying to... uh you know, be catty to the other girls and catch the guy. So mm. as long as they have one thing where you're like, oh, well, I won't miss her in the cast, right? And they thin them out. And then I do think more of the movies near the end, that's when you start finding the characters that you care about a little more. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's, just, it's just a thought I had. Yeah, I, I wonder why they always do that. Well, I mean, in this but one, I think sense. when they kill Danielle Panabaker, is that her name? When they kill her, I, uh, I was shocked by that too. Yeah. That's crazy. Because uh, and again, she it's almost the same as in uh, Fr- uh, Nightmare when they killed the blonde girl that were following her entire story. We're like, okay, what, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's almost the exact. But for this <laughs> but one, we've been following cool. her like, like the whole movie, right? Nightmare kills yeah. her at like thirty thirty five. This one's like this is the last ten minutes. You really had to because it is one of those. You're like, well, we can't kill the sister we yeah, just rescued. It makes you or feel else. Bad. What's the point of this entire movie? <laughs> yeah. But then you're like, wait, the sister was with the weed thief criminals, and this girl was just really nice and helping, walking around with the drifter. She she could have just ran this, away. Though. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Was Danielle Panabaker's character actually a good girl, though? Do you know a really good girl who would say, "Hey, strange drifter on a motorcycle that I just met, I will go with you into the dark." dark woods and campsite where people may have been murdered without alerting any of my friends and family where we've been dude uh, that seems like really yeah. bad decision making well if jared padalecki came up to you you'd probably go with him 
I mean, I would swoon. Yeah. But I would still be like, it's hey, like, Sam, why do you think Ted Bundy got so many girls to help him, man? Yeah, well, Ted Bundy is a four compared to Jared Padalecki. I know. <laughs> That's so I understand. Up. So imagine right? if Jared Padalecki wanted to be a serial killer, how many people he could get to trust him? He probably get... just letting him. <laughs> just... They're going to him like, hey, Jared, can I join your uh, uh... meat hook collection in the garage, please? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I get to hang out with you? Okay. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, why is she so eager to go to the woods? I know her boyfriend is the ultimate dick, Trent, right? But still. Yeah, why Why did she ever get um, – anyways. Like, I want to know how they met if she's well, such a nice girl. It is the weird thing in both of these groups where you're like, the first group doesn't match, right? So you've got the – The couple is totally different than the group, yeah. yeah. You've got the guy who thinks he's really funny, good-looking kid, and his girlfriend with the uh, boobs that we see, right? This movie really went back to – yeah. Gotta have a lot of boobs as well, right? Which that is, probably, is a Friday mandate. Probably one of the best parts of the movie. <laughs> They're not bad. They really yeah. they did their homework and made sure they would be enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, so those two and then nerd guy, you're like, I kind of get them. But how did that guy's sister, who has a mom dying at home, yeah, and her fuck, seemingly man? gentle giant of a boyfriend end up on this weed-stealing excursion? They don't feel like an actual group of friends. Well, I mean, it's not that weird. I guess they, like, if her mom wasn't going to die that weekend, maybe they said that we're just going to go camping for a week and they'll be back Monday, and then she just never came back. I mean, her mom died pretty soon after this, right? Because Jared Padalecki's, what, just months later? I think he said that, yeah, he's, I believe, three months later, and I think that her mom died two weeks after she was gone. Yeah, so, like, mom was on the doorstep, right? She, she has already been taking care of the mom. And I yeah. get it, man, I... I've had to take care of relatives before. It's not easy, but I was like, mm, maybe, I don't know. Both of these last girls, I mean, I guess Jared Padalecki's our true last girl. Well, no one's perfect. He yeah. is the true paladin of the story. Except for, didn't he do something wrong, too? Didn't he, like, lose touch? Like, he's not taking care yeah, of his mom. Yeah, him and his sister lost touch. They were fighting, and he wasn't there to help take care of his mom either. So, no so that's why he's so gung-ho to save his sister. But, I mean, no one, no one's perfect. I think that's... That's true. Right. Family stuff is hard. But I'm yeah. saying if we're talking about who is the true last girl heroic figure of the, the movie. The last girl was the blonde girl that did nothing wrong. No, it's beautiful Jared Padalecki. No, it's the blonde girl that was dancing and got naked and she did nothing wrong. Well, she did cheat on that girl. Yeah, I was going to say she definitely just was like, I see an opening. I'm going to go bang Trent. And get rich. Yeah, okay. And not only that, but when No, she you know who didn't Trent, do anything wrong was the blonde dude. But no, wait, let me finish this. When she's banging Trent, girlfriend comes back, starts knocking on the door and says, hey, there's danger. She gets more turned on by the fact that she knows they're caught. That's not a good girl. <laughs> she can't be the last girl. She, no, that's not a good girl. That's a perfect girl. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm not saying that she is not can we dateable just talk, or something like that. I'm saying she doesn't fit the rules. Yeah, I mean, don't get attached to her, man. But, you know, um, shit, what was I going to say before that? Oh, no, the only good guy was the black guy. He just wanted to he chill. He was going to jerk off to a clothing magazine, though. That's, the lady if, was if that, in winter hey, wear. If that makes you a bad person, we're all bad. In that guy's living room? And I know Trent's a dude. Well, dude. Like, respect the decor. That was a scene that Go did Go into a bathroom. <laughs> he has a place to sleep. What the fuck? Yeah, that was a little uncouth. That's not cool. That's not That's cool not at all. Cool. Like, I why? would argue that Chewy, the Asian guy, he was pretty innocent in this. No, because he went out there and stole the alcohol. They had little bad After things that everyone... he had accidentally broken stuff and was sick of Trent's shit. That's true. And also, when they go to hang out with Trent, I think the built-in reason you are a friend with a guy like this who's such a piece of shit 
is specifically so that you can use and abuse their wealth, right? Which is what he's doing in the garage. They have Mm. an entire gun safe full of valuable liquors, and that guy took, like, three swigs. He weighs 120 pounds. That's setting him back, like, what, $3? That's not a bad guy. Yeah, well, I mean. And he was going to try to fix the chair. That's a good move. That he broke. That he broke. I think he's a good dude still. I would say he's still a good dude. I mean, I think they were all basically good people. Except for Trent, maybe. Trent sucks. The Trent, girl who cheats Trent, like, Trent ran sucks. away and left everyone to die. So he's kind of Yeah. Uh, Ryan Hansen and his girlfriend, they're not terrible. They are going to use and abuse Trent's hospitality. But again, that's kind of why you're there. You put up with a lot of Trent's bullshit. This is the other thing in the movie. I wanted to reach through the screen and kill Trent the whole movie. Oh, God. And he has probably the coolest death in the movie, but it still didn't feel big enough. Right, like I really wanted him to be all the way mangled. Why didn't he like run and jump into that car? The whole that whole scene was weird. I was like, you know, someone's chasing you, right? Yeah. So you just slowly walk up to the truck, just jump in the truck. Whatever's in the truck's less dangerous than the guy chasing you, dude. But whatever. I mean, he wasn't the brightest. He tool. could have been running into a deliverance scenario. I don't know. But hey, man, take your chances. Um, but this is yeah. So Trent, the first time we meet him, he's in the gas station. This guy's asking about his sister who's missing. He's like, hey, come on, brah. Yeah. Come on, bro, get out. And acting like he's going to fight Jared Padalecki. He says, are you going to buy anything? Who's this gigantic bro? one muscle of a man, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, Shh, oh, God damn it, shut up. Then he gets in the car. He's rude to everyone. They get to the party house, right? The Lake End Party House. Or the Lake Weekend Party House. And all he does is tell them not to party and worry about the decor and the richness of his family. I'm like, fuck. Again, it is funny in horror movies how easy it is to weaponize wealth against a character. Yeah. Like if, if once you know a character is vastly more wealthy than you and your uh friends, it is funny how little you care about seeing them get murdered. <laughs> it's only something that I started thinking of cuz that movie recently The Hunt got canceled or whatever. The Hunt? Cuz it was yeah, supposedly I think some movie that Trump bitched about and they canceled it, right? And it was rich people possibly hunting MAGA hat wearers or something crazy. Oh, shit. It was one of those, like, surviving the game, right? A movie we've seen a hundred times. But yeah. this one, they were mad because right-wingers were getting hunted. And normally, right-wingers have the guns, right? Everyone knows how that should work. But it made me think. I was like, wow, there is this, like, trap. You know, Get Out does this really well, Ready or Not. A lot of these movies where as soon as someone's wealthy, you're like, oh, fuck them. I'm like, has that always been around? Like, this movie was in the, you know, mid-2000s. But I was like, when did that start in movies? Or has that always been a thing? Well, I mean, I think if if you look back at, like, the old tales of yore, like, all the rich... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How old are we talking here? Like, I don't know, like, the old books. But, uh, aren't rich people always kinda the bad guy? Hey, man. Mo' money, more problems. Maybe they got it hard and we're just over here being jelly. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. Uh, but so no, I, it is funny. As soon as I know that Trent is that worried about his stuff and how much things in that house cost, I'm totally cool with him dying. Granted, I've been totally cool with him dying since the first scene he's in the movie. Yeah. He is He is easily, and I'll say this is quite an achievement, he is probably <laughs> in the top four or five most obnoxious characters in the history of Friday the 13th. Yeah, but he does have some of the best lines. He's really good. It's a really good performance. Yeah, it's a good performance. But again, um, this okay, so this is my argument with you about again about is a guy like that who's so terrible and annoying, isn't it awesome to see him get what's coming to him, right? 
this is the classic horror movie, a person you hate yeah. and want to see he's, get destroyed. He's specifically made that way so you don't feel bad. In fact, you kind of yeah, right. cheer when he gets caught. <laughs> like, you're almost rooting for Jason to catch him. Yeah, it is weird because this happens in both Friday and Nightmare. Is at a certain point, you start rooting for Jason and not the people who are being hunted. Well, and like They're no the... longer his victims. You're excited to watch him kill them, which is crazy. Right. It's a weird dynamic in horror movies when all of a sudden you can no longer empathize with the humans and you just want to see the carnage. It really takes you to a weird headspace. And again, I think this movie does pretty well because there are about four characters that you can sympathize with pretty easily. It gives them a lot of humanity. Yeah, the people you're rooting, the normal people. If you Yeah, will. I mean, it could just be Jared Padalecki so gorgeous that you're just like, God, I don't want to. What a waste. Well, dude, I what think, a waste I, I of feel one like of every, nature's greatest creations. Like, this is this definitely could be a CW sh- cast. Yes. Well, this and Nightmare feel like CW yeah, cast. It's just this is like the sexy CW, and the other one was like Riverdale CW. Right? It was like PG-13 CW. They're a little emo, right? <laughs> But yeah, this um, is one of the sexier made-for-TV movie cast I've ever seen. For sure. All uh, right, th- so let's run this, through this some This was kills. released in theaters, though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, this was a big... I'm just saying it looks like it was made for CW. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, All right, so kills. What were your favorite kills in the movie? So uh, starting off again with the first one, the uh, the when the girl was hanging above the fireman. Like, I don't know why that freaks me out so much, but just yeah. like that slow... I mean, it wouldn't even be that slow, but it would just be a crazy death. Um, that yeah, one was he has a lot cool. of good sleeping bag deaths, too, and this one still shines. The one that annoyed me was another one in the first movie. Uh, <laughs> that was when the dude was getting stabbed through the floor. I was like, dude, just get the fuck up, man. Oh, like, my God. How annoying was that? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, would you rather have – and this guy's huge. Yeah. Would you rather have your entire giant legs and ass on the floor where he almost chops your dick off Oh, or God. just your size 12s. But I feel Stand like that would, that would be pretty fucked up way to die. Because then once you get stabbed, you're kind of fucked. That's another um, classic inversion of the classic horror movie girl, right? This is the girl running through the woods who trips and falls 25 yeah, times. Yeah, right, right. That's what this boyfriend is. <laughs> and there's a bathtub right there. It's like, come on. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, you probably die as soon as you touch that bathwater, though. That looked pretty that, bad. I thought that the kill for the uh, the original dude that was looking for the weed. Oh, by the way, uh, the guy that was growing the weed was obviously the fucking hillbilly guy donnie no, it wasn't because he says he went and stole that weed that he found it oh that's why jason killed him yeah so that's why right. i think Jason jason's is? the weed farmer by the way that guy had the best line and i can't remember what he fucking said oh no it's great when jared padalecki startles him yeah. he goes god damn boy you about activated the start button on a whoop-ass <laughs> yeah, machine, whoop ass machine. <laughs> that character was awesome he also has my other favorite line which is when jason shows up and he rips his mask off right and you see a little bit of the deformed face he just freezes. he goes that ain't right yeah he said that, that ain't right man that ain't right <laughs> that ain't right man <laughs> but also oh my god let's talk about the truly d- despair of this guy we also learned that oh, he god. definitely lost his virginity to that to mannequin him, to- and what did he call her, like Bethany or something? Somewhat. What? Yeah. Virginia. I can't remember. Virginia. But yeah, he talks to her. He has a name. He's like, for remember her. that night? Remember he that. courted her, and he lost his virginity to this blow up or this mannequin. How do you even definitely do that? about to do the same thing before Jason shows up? <laughs> oh but my this God. gets back to my point that Jason is the weed farmer. I think so. Yeah, he's protecting the shit. He's the one protecting the crops. If do you, you think- go by the crops, Jason kills you? And this is the question, though. 
Jason is somehow growing weed and selling and it. disseminating it to the public. Who's his middleman? Is it that crazy old lady that we see? I mean, the dude, one who knows about him and says that boy just wants left. This movie alone. just got infinitely more complex because I think maybe some of the townspeople are helping him. Well, also this like is who is the guy in the truck? Perks up your antenna, right? Why is the cop harassing the most gen- the most white looking guy ever for simply looking for his sister because he's afraid she's stirring up he's stirring up a ruckus, right? Yeah, but then why does he show up at the house later? That's what I maybe he's protecting all these rich people. Or maybe he's trying to tell him to get the fuck out. Maybe he knows about also, Jason. Also, when he shows up at the house, maybe he doesn't know cuz this is the thing, he's helping sell the weed. He might not know that he's working for Jason. Oh. Maybe the old lady gets the weed, disseminates it out, he gives the legal cover. And the sheriff so he's just going knows out some to shit's a rich person's on. address because he's supposed to do that, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh fuck, that giant guy I've heard rumors of is real." Because this movie, too, this is one of the first times we're really in, like, a lot of greater Crystal Lake area. You know, like, how do you You ever sell a mansion in the Crystal Lake area, right, after these murders have happened? Maybe all these motherfuckers are in on it. Jason is big business with his weed farm. Dude. Think about that. That, That's probably what the sequel is. This is a cartel (laughs) movie, not a horror movie. Um. Do you think he's Wouldn't just... that be cool if the third Sicario is just them hunting down Jason oh, Voorhees? Fuck. That'd be tough. <laughs> That'd be tough. I um, think Jason's the weed farmer, dude. I think for sure he's the weed farmer, but yeah, the whole him. The town is it, protecting him. Do you think he's just smoking weed all the time when people aren't invading his no. land? I think Jason doesn't get high on his own supply. He's too busy earning merit badges. Dude, I bet he's just pounding. Jason obviously has like a perfect twelve pack under there. Yeah, who knows what he has, dude? I, mean, I just Jason know his neck muscles. Zero percent body fat because he probably is just chewing on rats and just, working out all the time. He's just in the zone. Yeah, he's at twenty four hour fitness, twenty four hours a day. <laughs> he lives at Camp Crystal Fitness twenty four hours a day, dude. <laughs> yeah, his tunnels are so cool. I thought that I wrote that in my notes that uh, I loved all the trip wires and stuff because it explains yeah. his supernatural abilities. They're not but really supernatural. But that's what I mean. It's not – yeah, it's not supernatural. It's yeah. just making him – He's just really good this, at it. Yeah, he almost is like Mowgli, right? He's just this human boy that grew up in the woods. He's this primordial, natural predator, man. I love this movie the way they do. And the way the tunnels pop out in, like, the bus and shit like that so there's yeah. cover. and he's got it all mapped out, yeah. Yeah, even as he comes out, he can make sure that no one's watching him and he can follow the bells. I thought that part was really cool. I like the idea of Jason as a real guy. And again, it had been a long time since we had explored that part of Jason. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had been essentially a super a zombie. zombie. Yeah, a super zombie. Because he's kind of a zombie, but inhabited by a demon because he has superpowers. Well, the, J- the Jason goes to hell makes it seem like it's a demon. Right, it's a demon that inhabits. That's just his favorite form is the Jason form. It's just the Jason form, yeah. Right, so... But this one really gets back to what if it was just a child whose mother was mentally ill, sees his mother murdered, and then somehow forms this dark fantasy around camp counseling. And And just starts training. You know, he figures out how to sell weed somehow, right? Maybe there's, like, one lonely guy. Well, because I was thinking, how does he pay for electricity and stuff? But he's got to make money somehow, right? That's what I mean. You can't just steal gas. I guess he could steal a lot of shit. He could steal anything he wants, probably. 
Probably. But, you know, if he's making enough money for the people in this town, they might be supplying his ass. He's just got solar panels. He's all <laughs> he's super progressive. Well, no, Jason. he definitely has a generator. Yeah, because so he turned it on. So there is a yeah. connection to the real world, and it didn't look like a 40-year-old generator. How, yeah, who the fuck is been. buying stuff for this guy? Or do you that think he's lady? No, but man, this is the thing. Dude, if you're maybe, making weed money, he why are you living up? in that shanty? What? Wait, what? If you're making weed money, why are you living in that shanty? Well, because that's his home. That's what if Trent's dad and all those dudes are the ones fucking fronting the weed because they have the real money. What if Jason works for Trent's dad? That's what I mean. And then <laughs> the the thought of losing his mother, who he has chained up in the basement, that's what pushes him over the edge, and it's too much. Oh, because they're finally coming for him. Yeah, yeah. Because so why he, would dude? Why he was just protecting have, his weed. That's all he was doing. He didn't what he murder those people. He was protecting his weed, and then the whole plan goes awry because he fell in love, right? It's Beauty and the Beast. It's King Kong. I'm just doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, oh, Beauty yeah. slayed the Beast. He found his she mother, really he did, thinks, yeah. brings her back, and is trying to somehow reconnect with reality, and this sends him in berserk mode. Dude, is this really just a coming-of-age tale? I mean, in a way. In a weird way, it kind of is. Yeah, the guy coming of age is constantly ending coming of age tales. <laughs> but for well, sure. that's just how he does it, man. Everyone's but that's what it. I mean. When does Jason really lose his shit, right? So we see him kill people coming for his weed. Yeah. And then he really flips the fuck out when he finds a backpack and his mom, he thinks his mom, trying to escape. Well, and also that she has the necklace. That sends him on the berserk. Shit. Exactly right. Although, well, No, man. he gave her the necklace. Oh, he gave her the that's necklace. that's his yeah. keepsake. All right. But that's what I mean. That's when he goes ape shit. Is when his uh, little reality experiment yeah. is thrown it's aside. He's going to lose. Garden of Eden again. has been uh, invaded. This whole town could be a roadhouse style false flag drug operation for weed. Right. <laughs> this is a town that had a horrific incident. Right. It's kind of a camp town, a vacation town. No one would ever want to come back to this fucking sad murder town. Right. Well, maybe in nowadays we're obsessed with true crime. Yeah. Nowadays, but in a more sane time before now, right? Maybe their tourism is hurt so much. All of a sudden, this fucking weed starts to flow, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll sacrifice a couple Trents." Yeah, Trent's not going to do anything with his life, anyways. Trent's dad is probably the kind of dad that's like, "Yeah, that guy sucks. I want to be rich. Rich people don't like becoming unrich." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you think his dad said that guy sucked about his son? <laughs> For a fact, Trent's dad knows that Trent sucks. Well, yeah. I think there, there's a part of me that's always believed that really rich dads who then raise really rich, like, bitch-ass sons like Trent yeah, have to know how much they suck. Well, because so, they, like, I was a real one that grew up, and had worked to make hard, money, yeah. conquered, whatever, and now look at this little fucking bitch thinking Dude. he knows how to fight the fight because I did all the work. I, I think rich dads hate their kids more than anyone. That's a, Yeah, that's definitely another trope from history. Remember, it's always right. it's always the king's sons that fuck up the empire. Yeah, because they never had to learn how to actually do the yeah. work, right? You yeah. know who learned how to do the work? Jason, because yeah. no one did it for him. You, Trent's he, dad would rather. Jason is the son that Trent's. How dad do you would think Jason learned his stuff? Though you think he was watching YouTube videos, like how to how to well, build? I mean, we don't know exactly how old he is when he watches his mom die. He could already have been about eight years old and learned some right? basic skills. Yeah, I mean, there might be some hermit that was out in the woods and kind of raised him for a while, right? Taught him the, hey, here's how you grow weed. Hey, let's work on these badges, right? You know what? I want I want a Jason story of him. What if he kept a captive, right? He captured someone. He's like, teach me. 
Well, maybe. Well, slaughter you. Although, he, I don't know if he can really talk or write. That's true. He just motions he com- like a crossbow. He can communicate with a machete over your head and then point to a bow and an arrow and a target. <laughs> and that's why he uses the machete, because that's what his mom used, huh? Yeah, I mean, he also does have a generator. Maybe he's just watching, like, Robin Hood on VHS that's, over and over again. <laughs> I was thinking, I could just picture him, like, curled up on the couch watching, like, how to properly shoot your bow. YouTube series. Well, I was going to say, if there was a movie that Jason watched over and over again that would train him for this movie, it's Rambo First Blood. <laughs> It's He's, all tunnels dude, and booby traps J- and destruction. Jason is like the poster boy for the Libertarian Party. <laughs> it's like, you can live on your own. Protect your own land. <laughs> Grow kill, your own crops. Kill anybody that steps on your property. Yeah, government be damned. Dude, in Florida, he wouldn't have even gotten in trouble for any of this. No, probably not. And also, <laughs> yeah, I think he mostly kills people that no one's going to miss, except for Danielle Panabaker. That yeah, was a bummer. That was a bummer. But again, I love the idea of she's the classic last girl who then gets killed. I think that's really fun way to – I love when movies play with the formula a little bit here and there. Well, and it's only because uh, Jared Padalecki put his sister first. Cause it, and that scene's really sad, watching again, knowing what's going to happen, because the entire time that that other girl's like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And then they go in front of her, and she's the last one. And I'm like, fuck she's you guys, man. And how is he not the last, right? Look yeah, why isn't the he the last? Look, he the is the paladin of the movie who then becomes yeah, the rogue. chaotic neutral. He became a rogue at the last not second. Not cool, man. Not cool. No, I don't know. I, I think the thing that I, I walked away from this movie is the kills were fun, if not very imaginative, right? But yeah, like what that, was your favorite kill, screwdriver actually? Screwdriver through the bottom of the throat really got me. Or through the bottom of, like, the under chin for uh, the Asian guy. That was, like, fucking brutal. In my mind, though, I was like, mm, he might still be alive. Just play dead. Play dead. Cause- yeah, and then we saw Jason throw an axe, and I was like, here it is again. Another outdoor camping game that he's amazing at. Yeah. He fucking drills that dude with an axe who's running from, like, 30 yards away. Yeah, that's not fair. In Jason's not supposed to be able to do that, man. <laughs> yeah, and that was crazy, too, because that's one where he left bait. That's another very outdoorsman behavior. Yeah. That's the second person he left injured for bait, right? He does it with the guy in the bear trap. Well, he's obviously a good hunter. They, they yeah, showcase that. Yeah, the bear that. trap and the the sleeping bag are obviously good. I love the boat kill. One, yeah. I like that he shot the dude with an arrow. It's just out of nowhere. And then again, like, Jason knows archery? Like, that was crazy. And then I thought the boat was going to splatter that girl, right? No. When he actually does the machete and then has to slide her off the machete by her head hitting the dock, I was like, that's pretty fucking hardcore. Also showcasing his strength because he lifts her. I guess she's in the water, so it wouldn't be that hard, but still. And he's also pretty he's like strong. seven feet tall and she probably weighs like a buck 30. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was still just like the brutality. Just of to it, get right? that one more tit shot too. He lifts her up. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I was like. Oh really? The necrophilia tits, huh? <laughs> One more titty shot. One more. Yeah. That was a that was a little much. Yeah. No, I think it's fun though, because Friday the Thirteenth, especially in the later parts, like they got more and more censored. It felt like by the ratings board, so some of the kills become a little quicker and not as grisly. Mm-hmm. I think this one found a pretty good mix. I think most of the kills are not wildly imaginative. You know, like some of the kills in the earlier series, they're bigger and crazier and whatever. These felt very simple. But in that the thought of him is just an actual kind of outdoor hunter, right? Protecting his weed crop. That really worked for me. I think simple was good, and they still found a way to make him pretty fun. Um, but yeah, man, I think this is just a perfect mix of characters who are funny enough to keep your interest, 
while we go scene to scene watching Jason Slaughter. And shot really, really well. Shot the, really well. The movie was Everything beautiful. about this movie production-wise was beautiful. And then uh, they also add some really fun layers to explore what if Jason mythology. Uh, I really thought that was cool, man. To me, this is a great blueprint for how you should do a yeah. remake to a beloved series. Even the movie poster was cool. Just the, the girth of the new Jason. Just yeah. the unstoppable force. Which is weird because one of the things is they, they mentioned they kind of wanted him to be ganglier. Oh, weird. Right? Like taller he and like lankier. Because Kane Hodder is a little shorter and stocky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, dude, I think this was uh, Derek Mears, right? He went on to play Swamp Thing. Now he's a lot of like creatures. Fucking oh. massive guy. So I was like, that's lanky? Jesus. But, <laughs> and he looks humongous and terrifying in this movie. And uh, again, they found some room to make him a little human, too. I don't yeah. know. I really liked what this one was putting down. Um, I would probably put it in the top five Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of five Friday the 13th movies. Which is crazy because this was number 11. <laughs> I know, And then dude. Freddy versus Actually, Jason makes Actually, let me well. think. What, what, which one would be my favorite? You love Jason X. I know you love Jason X. Well, Jason X is probably my favorite. I love Jason Takes Manhattan when he punches that dude's head off the building. Yes. <laughs> See, that's your thing. Because in uh, Jason X, he punches the android's head off. So oh, you yeah. like any movie where he punches heads off. I like the creepy pun- head punches. Um, I don't know. I, Jason was always scary, and I was always terrified because I was like – I remember I watched – some of these movies when I was like 12, 11 years old. And I was like, right. I'm going to be fucked when I turn 13. Cause he, <laughs> cause it, the whole movie is he kills teenagers. I was like, fuck, I gotta like, I gotta not turn 13 somehow. Yeah. Right. You're like only Corey Feldman ever felt in danger, but you're like, that's Corey Feldman. Jason was in much more danger. Dude, Corey I do remember I, I made the mistake. I think it was, uh, Friday four or something like that. Yeah, I watched it when the I, Feldman one. the what? Oh yeah, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the insane asylum, asylum or whatever, right? Like, that part four, yeah, that's where uh, Feldman and his family come, and they're like next door neighbors to a camp of uh of like, insane people. Okay, uh, yeah, I remember no, watching part that. Five is the insane people. Sorry, well, I'm getting them all mixed up again. Whichever one was the uh, <laughs> the uh, insane people, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I remember watching that as a kid, and I got and no one was at home. I got so scared, I like climbed to the top of a tree. And waited for everyone to get home that was near my house. <laughs> and I remember I like, had to take a piss out of it, too, because I wouldn't come down. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> I don't think we ever saw Jason climb trees. That's smart. I was, Although the uh, remake Jason seems like he would have climbed your ass up that tree and gotten you. Yeah, I was 23 years old. <laughs> and that was yesterday. Uh-huh. What a day. All right, man. Thanks for joining me for the remake. Guys, that's it Good stuff. for Night Round Elm Street and Friday the 13th. No more. All we have left is the battle royale between Jason and Freddy, the all-time Ooh. monster movie throwdown. Actually, that might be my favorite. That's a really good. That, that came out right at the right age for us, too. That was a good Sam, movie. I'm getting everyone who does these. I need a weigh-in. Are you Team Freddy or Team Jason? Well, I'm Team Michael, but... Team Michael Myers. Yeah. Nice. He's definitely the scariest one. But uh, in, in this movie, I'm Team Jason all the way because fuck Freddy. What is it that you like about Jason more than Freddy? He's pure. Like, he, he, there's no mystery to, to Jason, really. He's just re- avenging his mother, killing everyone in his path. Freddy's a little bitch that molests kids. Remember you said that. Yeah, he is. He's 
he leaves this more sour taste in your mouth. His revenge is not as pure as uh, yeah. Jason's. But I think as the series go on, because Jason had so many more movies, there's a lot of mystery about what the fuck Jason is <laughs> and what his mission is after a while. Well, now there's a mystery about whether or not he's a weed dealer. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, Jason is definitely a weed dealer. But let me tell you this. This pod supports small business owners. Hell yeah. So I'm totally for Jason being left hey alone man. in the woods and just making it work. Until less, he starts murdering. Less that, money in the cartel's hand is good for America. Yeah, that's too far. Plus also, yeah, I'd like to see those cartel bitches yeah. come for Jason's weed. <laughs> good luck. I'm just saying, as we get Rambo last blood, maybe this is Jason's next act. Hell yeah. American weed farmer. <laughs> How about Rambo versus Jason? That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be about a three-minute movie. Whatever, dude. He would fucking slaughter if- Rambo, put the headband on, and then kill whoever the real bad guy Well, here, are. okay, here's a question for you. Could Jason beat the Predator? Yes, easily. Okay, well, if, if you think that, then. I was going to say, because I think Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, could fight Schwarzenegger from the Predator pretty evenly. Yeah, they're, they're pretty similar, guys. So you this just is, think, you think Jason's on a different Freddy level. Freddy Jason coming up. I love the who could beat what monsters. I love that shit. Yeah. I don't know if Jason could beat the Predator. I don't know that Jason's that high on my list. But I was thinking about today, like, I think Penhead's really high on my list. But Penhead would get bored of Jason. Penhead has magic. It's not really fair. He's got super magic powers. So does Freddy. Yeah, but only in the dream world. Remember when they bring him, not to spoil the next one, but they bring him into the real world and then shit They bring Freddy into the real world all the time. Also, yeah. that movie's like 20 years old. You can spoil. And that shit gets real real quick. They're 10 years old. Yeah, no. I, Doesn't he like rip off his arm? Candyman. There are a lot of the supernatural guys I think yeah, are stronger. But then are, you're like, Michael and Jason are supernatural. Theoretically. But with the by remakes, the the, they aren't. Jason, by the end of this movie, not the remake. The remake, he's just a badass weed farmer. And the remake of Halloween, like, he's just a badass big dude. That's crazy. But he dies at the end of this. We didn't even talk about Jason's demise in this. One oh, yeah. of the most important things what, in a movie. What do you demise. think of the end fight? Yeah, I thought the end fight was good, man. I was a little confused. I mean, there's a lot of this when Jason goes hand to hand. Like, how can these people stand up to him for as long as they can? Mm-hmm. But feeding him into the wood chipper that was really cool. Yeah, except for I was watching it at work, and one of the people I work with was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. The wood chipper would just break that chain link." And I was like, oh. I think the chain link would actually just fuck up the the chipper. Yeah, either way, something would but happen. But it doesn't matter. I liked <laughs> Jason sitting there with his head bouncing off the blades yeah. as his brains hollowed out, but his one eye remains open staring at them, oh. letting him know he could still be coming. He's not. Dead. I thought that shot was magic. <laughs> and what we know is then we ju- we dump him in the lake for some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, why the we fuck put him burn his body? His source of power. That'd be like, oh, I finally fucking defeated Poppy. I'm going to bury him in a spinach casket, you yeah. fucking morons, <laughs> for another dated reference. That's literally <laughs> where he gets his power, I think. Yeah, and but when he jumps out at the end, I think that is a PTSD dream to me. Oh. But I love the ending. I thought well, that was – it's always hard to end these movies because how do you destroy the indestructible boogeyman? And I thought this one was really cool. They should do it two and years later. And he's not as it. indestructible in this one. Which so is, it worked really well. Yeah, which I think is cool. When they're, when they're just unbeatable, kind of like how I feel like Fred. Like, Freddy, it's always like, you got to come up with some trick. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like He's like a Rumpelstiltskin type, yeah. It's like Freddy's just the dumbest fucker on Earth or wherever. Because Son of a bitch. Why, why wouldn't you just, don't ever get taken into the weird world, dude. Just stay in the dreams. 
Don't let these girls well, fuck you, I Brad. do agree. I think every Friday or Nightmare movie should have ended with a dream defeat. Yeah, yeah it could be so much cooler, man, if, if you actually – like the Dream Warriors. That's why everyone thinks the Dream Warriors is the best one because yeah. they actually fought him in the dream. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. No, they do that a lot throughout. The next three, four, and five, they all fight him in the dream. Six goes back to pulling him out. Part one pulls him out. Part two pulls him out, kind of. So it's almost like a 50-50 split in the Nightmare series. But I think the three that are the most visually fun and stimulating are three, four, and five because the battles become these giant metaphysical fucking absurdities, which are great. And what I think is cool, and this is our last movie with Jason, so what I think is cool about Jason, Freddy's easier to fall in love with because Robert England can give you so much, Mm -hmm. right? Besides the visually iconic and great backstory for his villain – and all the movies, Robert England is giving you so much, right? Every movie, like, they've only done one movie without him because he's that fucking good in this role. Yeah. Jason has somehow transcended, although we didn't really see him all the way as we see him now until part three. They skipped him for one movie, essentially, while some guy just donned the mask. He's had a lot of turmoil, a lot of different actors. And again, he's just a big blank slate of murder. Yeah. And the fact that people still latch on to him so much, I think is an absolute fascinating success story in Hollywood, right? Who would have thought this movie, this small budget movie about a mom killing Kevin Bacon and other camp counselors would spawn this fucking gargantuan death zombie that we still fucking love that much. And the actors who do that have like Kane Hodder is the most popular He's the guy who, like, invented the big, deep breath, right? So you really see the deep breath and the heaving shoulders. But for the most part, that's it. they're not giving you a lot, right? It's all physicality, and I, I do think it's astounding. It's the mask. Uh, where Jason got. I mean, but even that, like, a lot of guys had masks, right? This one is – there's something really special about I Jason. think it, it was a couple things, dude. It's the That mask in particular is super cool because it's, yes. it's a hockey mask that we see all the time. And I guarantee you before this movie came out, people were like, Man, why are hockey masks so creepy? Because they are just creepy looking <laughs> for some reason. But were they creepy before? I don't know. I don't know either. But in the 80s, every slasher movie had a mass killer. But also like, what you're saying about the breathing. Most of them didn't work. Some of them did. There's some kind of extra life force, right? Like the demonic mm. life force that vivifies Jason. The movie kind of has that. There's something extra in Jason. And I don't know if it's the... The relatable backstory, the suffering of the mother that set us up to where we feel more with this. You know, he is just kind of almost like a giant broken kid. I don't know what it is about Jason. I've honestly never been able to put my finger on it. I think Freddy's easy to explain. But, and again, Jason, a lot of times, like you said, he kills a lot of people too that are seemingly not worth killing. Mm-hmm. Right? They're the kind of good people that should survive these movies. And so there is just this extra, I mean, I think, He's so much more dangerous. And everyone is his prey. Andy has a good backstory. Andy looks awesome. I don't know. Maybe that's all it's, it is. Well, I think it's just, yeah, like you're saying, a bunch of little things. The breathing, the mask, the backstory. What are you, what are your camp. favorite things? Like, summarize Jason to someone who doesn't know why he's awesome and why they should watch these. What's well, the classic tale of the camp of murder, basically, right? There you go. <laughs> one of the old one of the old books. Yeah, it's like you're you go said. you're going off on a fun adventure, one of these old books of your and then you end up being hunted by an unstoppable evil demonic force. Yeah. What's not to like about that? 
It's fun. Yeah, it is funny. Cause, I mean, that's how I think of him, too. He's just this natural. This is man versus predator, right, from the dawn of time. Like, yeah. why are we afraid of the dark? Well, and he preys on the, the weak, not the weakest, but, you know, a weak. Right. Like children, basically. He, But it's funny, too, that what started is so fucking very much of its time, right? Like short, short, feathered hair camp counselors. Yeah. Just kept going. And it still fucking works today. And we've seen him in on a ship. We've seen him in space. We've seen him in Manhattan. He right? kills like, everyone. It all works. Like, wherever you put Jason, it still works, which but it, is fun. It kind of works, but then it's like, dude, you're really far away from your camp at this point. But that's what I mean. He's omnipresent. Who's taking care point. of his weed when he's off in space? Well, this Jason couldn't get far during harvest season, especially. Maybe in the winter. He this Jason's out. not going on any vacation. Yeah, maybe in the winter. He maybe. rolls out. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's enough uh, for Jason and Freddy until they meet. Halloween Day, Freddy versus Jason. Thanks again for joining me, Sam. No problem, dude. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends wherever you find the show. We're almost there, guys. Also, submit your choices uh, for our December movies where the pod stuffs your stocking. Uh, We want to do the movies that you want, man. It's our gift to you. So hit us with your suggestions of movies that we need to cover. Uh, For the film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. That's Sam Price. Get away from my weed. (laughs) That was like mixing like four things. Yeah.